0: Join me in our responsive reading for this morning titled Healing. God of Healing, we bring our prayers to you. In our strongest moments and in our weakest, your spirit heals us in ways that we do not understand. What can we believe, O God, that the touch of your mercy will ease our pain and your spirit will help us care that the strength of your healing comes in the midst of our deepest heartaches, in our shimmering joys and in our crushing sorrows? Amen. That you're here this morning and uh, it's a great day to be in God's house with God's people fellowshipping with one another in love and in God's spirit. We welcome you. We welcome our guests, especially this morning. You're very important to us and we're glad that you're here and hope you'll feel very much a part of our family as we worship God together today. And lo- we'd like to invite you to stop by our hospitality table after the service. We'd, we'd uh, have a little gift that we would like to share with you after the service, if you would be so kind to drop by there. Uh, just a few announcements I'd like to uh, call to your attention this morning. First of all, let me remind everyone of the attendance pads on on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take those and to uh, fill them out as completely as you feel comfortable, uh, giving us as much information as you feel comfortable giving, if, especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter. It comes out every Thursday. Uh, please put your email address on there, and we'll be sure to get you on that list so that you'll have uh, an opportunity to see um, what opportunities available to you for worship and for fellowship and for service and ministry here at Community Baptist Church. Uh, Speaking of those things, let me uh, call to your attention some things that are coming up here. First of all, this afternoon at 2 o'clock, we are sponsoring, along with Zion uh, UCC, Um, A book signing, Bert Montgomery is in town and uh, he has written a couple of books. One is called Elvis, Willie, Jesus and Me. And the other one is called Psychic Pancakes and Communion Pizza. And uh, so we are sponsoring a book signing for him today. Both of those books will be available at the Fire Dome Pizza and Wings Establishment out on 41 uh, going out towards Evansville. So that'll be between 2 and 4, and I think at 2 o'clock he'll start out by, by reading some excerpts from uh, a, a couple of his books there and sharing some stories, and then he'll sign the books for us. So uh, we invite you to come and be there today. It'll be from 2 to 4, and uh, we'd love for you to be there. Also coming up, we have our summer fest on October the 7th. Uh, that's going to be a big day. That also is from 2 to 4, and we're going to be having a magician here and an ice cream parlor set up, a lot of fun activities. And what did I say? October. I knew this this year was going by fast, but August. Thank you for correcting me there. August, not October. I was just kind of moving right along there. August the 7th. And we're going to be having a lot of fun activities um, including we're going to be setting up some booths with some information about the different ministries of our church. We're inviting the community to come, and this is a, an opportunity for the community to get to know us a little bit and, and know who we are and what we're about. And so uh, please be sure to come and be a part of that and also invite your friends to come because this is a great opportunity for them to, to learn about us. We have our uh, Sunday school summer mission project that's underway. So, Phyllis, uh, I think you have some words to say about that.
1: As you can see over in the corner, uh, we are collecting quite a few things for uh, community outreach. Our summer mission for the Sunday morning uh, Bible study group's emphasis is to uh, share food with those less fortunate. And so we're making these donations. These are biblically inspired donations um, to community outreach. Um, this, will be, this next Sunday will be our third Sunday, and it comes from Matthew 14, verses 19-21, the miracle of the loaves and fishes. As Jesus directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men beside women and children. So next Sunday, we're asking you to bring in canned fish of any kind and crackers. Uh, This week, you know, we were talking about manna, and so uh, we have a lot of cornbread over there. We have cornbread, biscuit mix, and pancake mix. So I appreciate you all taking part in this, and I know community outreach will uh, appreciate the donations too. In talking about Summerfest, the display boards are in the big box over there, and there's a couple standing up. If you're going to do yours at home and you're setting up a booth, you can pick up your display and take it with you. If you would like to share, uh, have some help with it, or just share ideas, Wednesday evening, this Wednesday evening at 4, Kirk Haynes is going to be here, and we have supplies. And so if you're going to want to come over and, and make your display as a group, you don't have to pick it up. It'll just be there for you to get when you come over. Uh, they will work from 4 until Bible study time. And then after Bible study time... If you'd rather do yours after that, I'll be here and we'll see if, uh, if some of your working maybe can't come at 4 o'clock. So if you need some help or just want to make it more of a fun project, uh, just know that the supplies and things will be available on this coming Wednesday. Uh, we are having a Sunday school teachers, workers meeting this afternoon at 3 o'clock. And everyone involved in any part of the Sunday school program, we urge you to be there. Uh, If you were involved in a class that has taken a summer break, we want you to be sure and be there because we want to get those kicked off again for August. Thank you.
0: Just one more thing. We have with us today uh, Britton Riley, who will be singing for us in a few moments. Uh, We got to know Britton through his involvement with the uh, Red Cross, when we were a shelter here, he volunteered uh, with the Red Cross and um, and we got to know him during those weeks and he is a, a sharp young man, a wonderful young man and I heard him rehearsing on Wednesday and folks, you just wait. It's going to be wonderful. He is a wonderful blessing and will be a blessing to us as he brings to us uh, his ministry and song in a few moments. So we're glad that Britton is with us today. Let us stand and greet each other in the name of God and and share the love of God with each other. Find somebody you don't know very well and introduce yourself this morning. OK, children, come on down front for our children's moment. Miss Royce Neal will be having our children's moment, so we invite our children to come down front. There, go.
2: there it goes. I got it. Never mind. Good morning, everybody. How are we all doing today? Are we good? I'm so glad you're here to join us today. I'm going to be telling a story. But first, I want to ask you if you know what the word fortunately means. Does anybody know what that big word means? It means lucky or good things. It's a good thing to be fortunate. And the word unfortunately means not lucky or bad things and we like the word fortunately better my story is called fortunately unfortunately and it's about a little boy named Johnny and it goes like this once upon a time there was a boy named Johnny it was almost time for his birthday and he was excited because his mom and dad said he could have a party He was fortunate. Unfortunately, he could not invite all his friends. He could only invite 10 of his friends because all of his family was coming from out of town. And that's a lot of people to have at your house. He thought, who would he invite? And who wouldn't he invite? Fortunately, some of his friends were out of town on summer vacation. That made it easier for him to decide. Johnny was getting so excited as his party grew closer. Fortunately, he would get to see all of his cousins and his aunts and his uncles that live far away. Unfortunately his favorite aunt and uncle and cousins would not be able to come. The party was going to be outside. The day of, unfor- oh wait, whoa, I'm sorry, I got lost. The, okay. The party was going to be outside. Fortunately, they had a big, grassy, shady yard to have a party in and play games. Unfortunately, on this day, the day of Johnny's big birthday party, what do you think happened? It rained. Fortunately, Johnny's mom and dad moved the living room furniture around so that he could play his games in the house. They had a good time. Finally, it was time to open presents. Johnny looked at the table of presents. He had asked for an Xbox for his birthday. Don't know yet. Unfortunately, there weren't very many presents on the table and none that looked like an Xbox. Fortunately, there were lots of cards he could read, and most of them had money in them. Soon, Johnny was done opening his presents. Unfortunately, he didn't get the Xbox that he wanted, but fortunately, he did get enough money where he could go buy his own. That night, before Johnny went to bed, He thanked his mom and dad for giving him the best birthday party ever. As Johnny laid in bed, he thanked God for all his family, his friends, his aunts and uncles and cousins, the presents and all the cards. And most of all, he thanked God for a wonderful day. Johnny had a lot of unlucky things to deal with when he was getting ready for his party. He couldn't invite all his friends. His favorite aunt and uncle and cousins couldn't come to his party. It rained on the day of his party. He only got a few presents, and he didn't get the one he wanted. If Johnny had gotten all upset and pouted about that, do you think he would have had a good birthday? No. no. So Johnny thought about all the good things, like. His parents giving him a big party, getting to see his family that lives far away, how his mom and dad hurried to move the furniture so they could still play games, and all the people that had given him money and being able to get enough money to buy his own game system, Xbox. That's kind of like how it is being a Christian. Not everything that we have in life is good. Sometimes the unlucky things happen. But being a Christian doesn't mean that God is always going to give us our way. It doesn't mean that bad things will never happen. Being a Christian means that God will always be with us through all the good times and all the unlucky things. As a Christian, we need to remember to thank God for the good things and also for the bad things. Would you guys pray with me today? God in heaven, I thank you for these children here today. Please be with those who could not come. Please help us all to remember that you are not a magic genie to give us what we want. Help us to accept and thank you for all the bad things in our life as much as the good things. I pray this in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.
3: Good morning. I ask if you're able to please stand with me this morning for the reading of God's word. Reading today from Romans eight twenty-eight, We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray together, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in a spirit of worship. We thank you for these words of hope that all things work together for good for the people of God. Most of the time we are good, godly people, but we also admit that we are sinners and fall short of your example. Please forgive us. We say that we love you, O God, and yet sometimes our words and our actions don't reflect that love. Help us to open our hearts and our minds to your word this morning and to be more like you. We thank you for this, our church family, and ask your blessings upon our efforts to be the presence of Christ to those hurting in our family, our community, and our world. Help us to be better servants. May we realize that your purpose includes loving all, forgiving everyone, and living according to your will. We pray especially for those who are experiencing troubling troubling or challenging times in their lives today. Grant them a special sense of hope as they, as they hear these words of encouragement. May we lift up one another just as you lift us up. Now hear the prayer of Jesus that he taught us as we pray together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.
0: Most wonderful and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you all the praise and the glory this morning that you so awesomely deserve. We thank you for the blessings today and help us to remember our blessings because through the blessings that we can come to worship experiences like this and give you the praise. Lord, we give of our lives, your tithes, and our offerings this morning. In your most holy and precious name we do pray. Amen.
4: Sent his son, they call him Jesus. Life finds no war Nothing has said Gives way to victory I I'll know, I'll know He lives because He lives. I can face tomorrow. I'm
0: almost feel like just saying amen and going home. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever noticed that life is full of challenges? It is. Fact is that sooner or later all of us are going to have some pretty steep mountains to climb. I heard about One woman named Jill, whose car was anything but reliable, and she would always call her friend John for a ride when her car broke down. And one day John got another one of those calls, so he asked her, what happened this time? And Jill said, my brakes went out. Can you come and get me? And John asked, where are you? And Jill said, I'm in the drugstore. And where's the car, asked John. And Jill said, it's in here with me. Well, that's life, isn't it? Sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. But the fact is that life is one series of challenges after another. Some of these challenges can be pretty routine. The car breaks down, you're late for work, it rains on your daughter's wedding, you have lunch with someone who you want to impress, and afterwards you find out that the whole time you were with them there was a piece of spinach stuck in your teeth. Those kinds of things drive you crazy, but but most of us realize that they're just passing flights of bad luck. But there are other challenges that are nothing short of heart-wrenching, like the death of a loved one, an ominous diagnosis from the doctor, the loss of a job, the breakup of a family. Some of the challenges that we encounter can be handled pretty easily while others threaten to crush us. And then we come to this verse. From Romans 8.28. And we know. That in all things God works for the good of those who love him. And who have been called according to his purpose. Now I want you to think about that for a moment. In all things God works for the good of those who love him. What does that mean exactly? Does that mean that faith is a blanket that we can toss over ourselves and nothing bad will ever happen to us? <laughs> I wish that were true, but it's not. You remember a television program from several years ago called Early Edition It was set in Chicago, and it followed the adventures of a young man named Gary Hobson who mysteriously received a newspaper every morning, except for there is something different about this newspaper. For you see, it was the newspaper for the next day. In other words, it was a newspaper that carried stories about events that hadn't even happened yet. And so the plot was that the newspaper would come every day, And it would alert Gary to some tragedy that was going to take place within the next 24 hours. And he would try to to keep that tragedy from happening. Well, Pastor Susan Langhauser tells about one of the episodes that begins with a headline that screams, 150 die as plane crashes on takeoff. Also, at the bottom of the page, there was a small story about a, a little girl who was hit by a car who dies in the street while waiting for an ambulance to come and to pick her up. Well, determining that he needed to help the 150 who would die in the plane crash rather than the one little girl, Hobson frantically got, got into his car and set out to the airport. However, he gets hopelessly delayed in a traffic jam jam. And as he agonizes over his inability to get to the airport and to prevent this tragedy from happening, as he's agonizing in his car, he sees the little girl ride past him on her bicycle. He decides there's no time to prevent the plane crash, so he had better go and help that little girl. So he veers off the highway, reaching her just after she had been hit. He scoops her up and races to the hospital, where, of course, she survives her injuries because of his timely assistance. And as he sits in the waiting room, wishing that he could have made it to the airport, the door flies open, and the girl's parents come rushing in. The father is dressed in a pilot's uniform. He had been pulled from his flight just before takeoff with the news of his daughter's accident and the delay diverted the tragedy reported in the early edition. Wouldn't it be great if God worked like that? A plane doesn't crash because a pilot gets diverted by his little girl's accident. And, and maybe sometimes God does work like that. Christian writer Lindsay Parkhill says... That God brings about the good by weaving together our daily decisions. And I believe that there may be something to that. But what about the planes that do crash? And what about the children who do get hit by cars? Where is God then? And what does it mean to say that in all things God works for the good of those who love him? Does it mean that God magically protects God's children from harm? Well, you and I know from experience that that's not always true. Some of the best people in the world have tragic things happen to them. Does it mean then that that God sends challenges to us in order to, to test us or to make us stronger? A wonderful pastor and writer, Barbara Brown Taylor, tells about spending a few days on the barrier islands, one of the barrier islands where loggerhead turtles were laying their eggs one night she went out, as the tide went out, she went out to, to watch as a huge female turtle heaved herself up onto the beach to dig her nest and to empty her eggs into the sand. The next day, Taylor returned to try to find the spot where the eggs had been hidden, but she couldn't. However, she did find tracks that the turtle had made in the sand. But unfortunately, the tracks were headed in the wrong direction. Instead of heading back to the sea, the turtle had wandered inland. And so Taylor followed the tracks and and found the turtle, exhausted and all but baked in the morning sun. After pouring some water on her and covering her with some plants to keep her hydrated, she ran to get a a park ranger and, and the ranger drove his jeep to the spot where the turtle languished. He flipped the turtle over onto her back and wrapped a set of tire chains around the the turtle's front legs and hooked the other end around the, the, the trailer hitch on his Jeep. And then he took off. The ranger hauled that turtle over the dunes and down the beach to the ocean's edge and he he unhooked her and, and turned her right side up again. And that poor, poor turtle just lay there for a while, as still as could be in the surf, probably not knowing what had hit her. And then a particularly large wave broke over her, and she lifted her head just a little bit, moving her legs a little, as she did. Every fresh wave brought her a little more energy, a little more life, until one of them made her light enough to find a foothold and push off back into the water, which was her home. Watching her swim away and remembering her nightmare ride through the dunes, Barbara Brown Taylor noted that it is sometimes hard to tell whether you are being killed or saved by the hands that turned your world upside down. And that's certainly true. But the question remains, is God the heavenly park ranger who ties a chain around us and drags us painfully towards the water so that we might find salvation? Does that explain why tragedies occur in our lives? Well, that, that's how some people interpret life. Some people say that everything in life is from God and everything happens for a reason. And in some ways, that's a very appealing theology. There's comfort for many people in believing that in any tragedy, no matter how how awful it may be, a loving God is somehow working for their good. And some scriptures lend themselves to that interpretation, but not all. And it would be very difficult to believe that God would cause something like the tragic death of an innocent child in order to somehow teach us a lesson. What kind of God would do that? And so do we ditch these words altogether that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose? No. For you see, these are words of encouragement and faith. But we must deal with them in terms of of the whole Bible and of our experience. First of all, we need to affirm that, that we live in a world of natural laws. This is how creation functions as well as it does. For, for example, we can always count on the law of gravity to keep us from floating off into space. That law will never fail us. But at the same time, we can also count on the law of gravity to kick in when we step off the roof of a building or fall off a ladder. It's a painful lesson to learn but but we could not live one day on this earth if the laws of nature were suspended even for a moment. You see God has created us and placed us in this wonderful, lawful universe. And we should celebrate that truth every day of our lives. That's why we have air to breathe. That's why we have food to eat. That's why we're able to drive our cars along the highways. And that's why the sun comes up every morning and sets every evening. And and many of the tragedies that occur in our lives are simply the consequence of the natural order. Someone's driving too fast and tries to negotiate a curve and the law of centripetal force kicks in and there's a crash. God didn't cause that. Sometimes tragedies occur because people do dumb things and sometimes bad things happen because the laws of nature are somehow broken in ways that we don't understand and cannot control. How many deaths occur each year because of a defective gene in the human body? For which there is no explanation. But this doesn't mean that God or the universe somehow picked us out specifically to punish us or to test us. Jesus affirmed this in Luke 13 when some people asked him about Pilate killing some worshipers in the temple. Jesus said, do you think these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered like this? I tell you, no. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. My friends, we live in a wonderful world, a a beautiful, abundant world. But sometimes things happen. And sometimes we can't figure out why they happen. They just do. But here's another thing that we need to see. And that is that our perspective on these events will determine how successful we are in handling them. In other words, our faith will determine how well we deal with these tragic events when they come to us. My cousin posted a quote on her Facebook page this morning. And I told her I was going to use it in my sermon today. It says, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. I like that. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. There's a lot of truth there. But notice what Paul says. He says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. R.C. Sproul notes that, It doesn't say for those who believe in him. It says for those who love him. And why is that? Well, folks, here it is. When you love God, you look at life a whole lot differently than those who merely believe in God. And there's a difference. And that profoundly affects how we respond to what life hands to us. Pastor Richard Stedler tells about a nine year old boy named Billy who died of leukemia a few years ago. And as Stedler was approaching the boy's house to comfort his parents, he wasn't sure how he was going to answer all of the questions that they would surely have of him. Questions like if, if, if God is a God of love, then, then why this? Why didn't God answer our prayers? Why? What, what more could we have done? Why would God give us such a beautiful son and either allow him to die or, or take him away from us? But Stetler didn't know that, that, it was, that he would be the one who would receive a lesson in mature Christian faith from these grieving parents. As he approached the door, Stetler was greeted by Billy's dad and all he could think was to say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The father said, thank you, Dick. But don't be. He said, we're sad, of course, but Gene and I are so profoundly grateful that we had Billy for the nine years that he was with us. There were no questions. There was no anger. Stetler explains it like this. He said, both of them were standing in another place. For you see, they knew God. In fact, they not only knew God, but they also loved God. And that made all the difference in the world. They didn't believe that God had cruelly given their son leukemia in order to somehow punish them or to test them. They didn't have a God like that. Instead, they they gave God thanks for allowing them to have their son as long as they did. And folks, let me tell you something. That's faith. That's faith. So you see, the secret to a successful life is to love God. Love God. You know, there are a lot of people who believe in God. In fact, polls tells us, tell us that a vast majority of the people in our nation believe in God. But I wonder how many of them really love God. You see, when when you move from believing in God to loving in God, you you find that, that life works. There's a peace, there's a joy that undergirds all of life. And it doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It doesn't mean that everything will always go your way. But what it means is that you learn to trust in a loving God who will help you to be strong even in the midst of the storms of life. Years ago, in Decision Magazine, there was a story about a young couple who were very successful by worldly standards. Had three children in private schools, a mansion, a fleet of luxury cars, a vacation house on the ocean. Life was sweet and money made their their world go around. But then one day, the bottom dropped out of this couple's life. You see, a business partner had embezzled a lot of money from their business and their business collapsed. In the midst of all of that, their oldest son was killed in an automobile accident. And and at this point, their relationship with each other could have taken a very bad turn. That's happened many times when families face terrible tragedies. But something positive happened in their lives. You see, somebody asked them, one of their neighbors asked them to come to church with them. That's all they did. Why don't you come to church with us this week? Thinking they had nothing to lose, the couple started attending church and eventually they became, became members there. To their amazement, they discovered they enjoyed Bible study. They enjoyed making a lot of friends and feeling accepted for who they were, not for what they had in the way of material possessions. The children found a place to belong where they weren't judged by their clothes that they wore or the kind of car that their parents drove. Wow. Wow. Wouldn't you like to have that kind of impact on someone's life just by inviting them to come to church? This couple's relationship with God grew. They went beyond just believing in God to loving God. And they discovered a richness in life that they had never known before. And folks, that can happen to each of us as well. We don't need to wait until a tragedy occurs. In all things, God works to the good for those who love him. That doesn't mean that God causes all things. We live in a lawful universe, and most of the time those laws work to our benefit. But every once in a while, those laws can be very cruel. But there's one thing that they cannot do. They can never separate us from the love of God. And if we love God as God loves us, then God has promised us that in the long run, together we can handle our lives in such a way that we will be able to praise God for God's goodness. And we will be able to give thanks for God's many blessings. No matter what our lives may bring to us. No matter what. And that, my friends, is my prayer for each of you. Amen. We're going to sing a hymn of response. Number 663, grace to you. There may be someone here today who needs to make a commitment to Christ. Maybe you've been floundering like a turtle on his back. Maybe life has dealt you a bad hand and you're not sure where the answers are. And I'll tell you, by following Christ, you still may not know where, what the answers are to the particular problem you may be having. But Christ is there to lead you through the problem and to be with you and to love you and to give you strength as you face whatever problem that may be. So if you want that strength then believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today and love the Lord Jesus Christ and it will change the way you look at life. If you need to make that commitment, we invite you to to do that this morning. Or maybe you're looking for a church home to be a part of. We invite you to unite with our congregation today. Maybe you're going through some rough times and you just need a time of prayer. We're here to pray as well. We want to lift each other up to God. God's dealing in your heart in any way this morning. We invite you to come as we sing Grace to You, number 663. Would you come? Let us go from this place in the humble adoration of our God, who is the God of a thousand generations. Let us go in gratitude that God has given us this lifetime filled with hope and sometimes sorrow. Life and sometimes death, goodness and sometimes evil. Let us go with a positive spirit, God's spirit. To face all of the times of our lives with integrity and with strength. And let us go with the sure knowledge that God goes with us. And nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Go and walk each day in that love. Amen.
5: There,
4: you oh, you. And the good music and the good food. Nice. I appreciate that. Uh, in, in I am so
5: excited
0: to have you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Are you like? your well, course, I like it. Yeah, I'll here. be. I can't believe how much you and Lyman look like. I sat back there and think, well, there's Lyman here. Yeah, I said, right. no, that's his brother. That's
5: right. That's yep. yeah. he. There, how many are there? Squirty. Yeah. And so you're the oldest, right? Yeah. Now we're
0: we're, he's came in for your concert. Yeah, yeah. And then and then then they see why, and then they call you Deacon, and and you're the baby, and then she's the baby. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Thank you. I've been doing okay. You're staying in, aren't you? Yeah. It's just it's just vibe But I I don't I like. You're not going to hit me when I say this, but I don't really.